Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Parkinson's disease. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash Parkinson's or in the neurology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Parkinson's disease is a condition where there is a progressive reduction in dopamine in the basal ganglia in the brain, leading to disorders of movement. The symptoms are characteristically asymmetrical, with one side of the body affected more than the other. The typical patient is an older man, for example around 70 years old, with a gradual onset of symptoms. There is a classic triad of features in Parkinson's disease. A resting tremor, which is a tremor that's worse at rest. Rigidity, which is resistance to passive movement of the joints, so the joints become stiff. And bradykinesia, which is slowness of movement. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. The basal ganglia are a group of structures situated near the centre of the brain. They're responsible for coordinating habitual movements such as walking, controlling voluntary movements and learning specific movement patterns. Dopamine plays an essential role in the function of the basal ganglia. Patients with Parkinson's disease have a slow but progressive drop in the production of dopamine. This affects the function of the basal ganglia causing movement disorders. Let's go through the features. The tremor in Parkinson's is worse on one side and it has a 4 to 6 hertz frequency, meaning it cycles at 4 to 6 times per second. It's described as a pill rolling tremor due to the appearance of rolling a pill between the fingertips and the thumb. It's more noticeable when resting and it improves with voluntary movement. It gets worse when the patient is distracted. If you ask the patient to perform a task with the other hand, for example miming the act of painting a fence, this exaggerates the tremor. Rigidity is resistance to passive movement of a joint. This can be demonstrated by taking a hand and passively flexing and extending the arm at the elbow, which demonstrates tension in the arm that gives way in small increments like little jerks. The jerking resistance to movement is described as cogwheel rigidity. Bradykinesia describes the movements getting slower and smaller and it presents in several ways. The handwriting gets smaller and smaller and this is called micrographia. Patients take small steps when walking which is described as a shuffling gait. They have a rapid frequency of steps to compensate for the small steps and avoid falling over and this is referred to as a festinating gait. There is difficulty initiating movement, for example going from standing still to walking. They have difficulty turning around in a circle when standing and they have to take lots of little steps to make a turn. And there's reduced facial movement and facial expressions, which is described as hypomimia. 
Other features of Parkinson's disease include depression, sleep disturbance and insomnia, loss of the sense of smell, which is called anosmia, postural instability with an increased risk of falling, cognitive impairment and memory problems. A tom tip for you, a common exam task challenges you to distinguish between the tremor of Parkinson's disease and benign essential tremor. There are some key features that can help you distinguish these. The tremor in Parkinson's is asymmetrical, while in benign essential tremor, it's symmetrical. Parkinson's tremor has a 4 to 6 hertz, whereas benign essential tremor is 6 to 12 hertz. Parkinson's tremor is worse at rest, while benign essential tremor improves at rest. Parkinson's tremor improves with intentional movement, which makes the tremor worse in benign essential tremor. Patients with Parkinson's likely have other Parkinson's disease features, while in benign essential tremor there's no other features of Parkinson's. And finally, the Parkinson's tremor does not change with alcohol, but alcohol improves the symptoms of benign essential tremor. Let's talk about Parkinson's plus syndromes which are a group of conditions that include the features of Parkinson's disease plus other features. Multiple system atrophy is a rare condition where the neurons of various systems in the brain degenerate, including the basal ganglia. Degeneration of the basal ganglia leads to the features of Parkinson's. Degeneration in other areas leads to autonomic dysfunction, for example postural hypotension, constipation, abnormal sweating and sexual dysfunction, as well as cerebellar dysfunction including ataxia. Dementia with Lewy bodies is a type of dementia associated with features of Parkinsonism. It causes a progressive cognitive decline and there are associated features of visual hallucinations, delusions, REM sleep disorders and fluctuating consciousness. Two other Parkinson's plus syndromes to be aware of are progressive supranuclear palsy and corticobasal degeneration. Next let's talk about making a diagnosis. Parkinson's disease is diagnosed clinically based on the history and examination findings. The diagnosis should be made by an experienced specialist. The NICE guidelines from 2017 recommend the UK Parkinson's Disease Society Brain Bank Clinical Diagnostic Criteria to help make the diagnosis. Next let's talk about management. Treatment of Parkinson's is initiated and guided by a specialist, tailored to the individual and their response to different medications. There's no cure for Parkinson's disease and treatment is focused on controlling the symptoms and having minimal side effects from medications. Patients may describe themselves as being on when the medications are acting and they're moving freely, and off when the medications wear off and they're experiencing symptoms and their next dose is due. The treatment options for Parkinson's disease are levodopa, which is synthetic dopamine, and this is combined with peripheral decarboxylase inhibitors, COMPT inhibitors, dopamine agonists and monoamine oxidase B inhibitors. 
Levodopa is synthetic dopamine used to boost the patient's level of dopamine to replace the missing dopamine due to the condition. It's usually combined with a peripheral decarboxylase inhibitor, for example carbidopa or benserazide, which stops the levodopa being metabolized in the body before it reaches the brain. Levodopa is the most effective treatment for the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, but it becomes less effective over time. It's often reserved for when other treatments are not adequately controlling the symptoms. Combination drugs of levodopa plus a peripheral decarboxylase inhibitor are cobenaldopa, which is levodopa plus benserazide with the trade name Madapar, or cocaraldopa, which is levodopa plus carbidopa with the trade name Cinemet. The main side effect of levodopa is dyskinesia. Dyskinesia refers to abnormal movements associated with excessive motor activity. Examples are dystonia, which is where excessive muscle contraction leads to abnormal postures or exaggerated movements. Chorea, which are abnormal involuntary movements that can be jerking and random. And athetosis, which is involuntary twisting or writhing movements, usually in the fingers, hands or feet. Amantadine is a glutamate antagonist that may be used to manage dyskinesia associated with levodopa. COMPT inhibitors, for example entacapone, are inhibitors of catechol-O-methyltransferase, or COMPT, which is an enzyme that metabolizes levodopa in both the body and the brain. Entacapone is taken with levodopa and a decarboxylase inhibitor to slow the breakdown of levodopa in the brain. It extends the effective duration of action of the levodopa. Dopamine agonists mimic the action of dopamine in the basal ganglia by stimulating the dopamine receptors. They're less effective than levodopa in reducing symptoms. They're typically used to delay the use of levodopa and then used in combination with levodopa to reduce the required dose. Pulmonary fibrosis is a notable side effect with prolonged use of dopamine agonists. Examples of dopamine agonists are bromocryptine, pergolide, carbergoline and apomorphine. And finally, monoamine oxidase B inhibitors block the action of monoamine oxidase B enzymes, which helps to increase the circulating dopamine. Monoamine oxidase enzymes break down neurotransmitters such as dopamine, serotonin and adrenaline. Monoamine oxidase B is more specific to dopamine. Monoamine oxidase B inhibitors are typically used to delay the use of levodopa and then used in combination with levodopa to reduce the end-of-dose worsening of symptoms. Examples are selegiline and rosagiline. A final Tom tip for you, antipsychotics and certain antiemetic drugs, for example metoclopramide and prochlorperazine, work by blocking dopamine receptors, and this can cause drug-induced Parkinsonism.
These medications need to be avoided in patients with Parkinson's disease as you don't want to further reduce the action of dopamine in their brain. Domperidone is a special antiemetic that works by selectively blocking dopamine receptors in the gut and the chemoreceptor trigger zone for nausea without affecting the basal ganglia and this makes domperidone a suitable choice for treating nausea and vomiting in patients with Parkinson's disease and this is a commonly tested fact in exams. So thanks for listening to this episode on Parkinson's disease. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. I have a favour to ask if anybody's bought a copy of the second edition of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a rating or review on Amazon. I read all the reviews and I really appreciate it when I get some feedback and some motivation to keep going with creating content. And I hope you join me for the next episode where we'll talk about benign essential tremor.